Praise God. Amen. Ain't God good? Ain't God good? Amen. Gives us so many blessings. Amen. Undeserved, that's what we are. Uh Uh-oh, I guess I'm under the clock. (laughs) It is, it's good to be back home. It is. Uh, I thank God for the privilege to have been traveling around the district and ministering, but uh, I consider Palmer home and uh, the great church family here that I grown to love and appreciate so very, very much, and of course, uh, the leadership that uh, you have here is second to none, amen, I don't say that because my friend is sitting here, I, I've been in a number of churches around the country, and Pastor Herring is an awesome, awesome pastor, amen. Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. My good friend Danny Odell has taken tours to Israel for many years. And some years ago, uh, they were driving down the road in their bus, and their tour guide. Uh, jumped up and told the bus driver to pull over to the side and stop. And He was startled, and he did. And he grabbed Brother Odell, and he said, Danny, come, come, come. He said, what? He said, i got to show you this. And they were passing a field with a flock of sheep in it, uh, and the shepherd was there. And one of the sheep had just given birth to a little lamb. And... They got out of the bus, and they walked down the side of the road, and the shepherd was standing there, and he allowed, of course, Mama to sniff the little uh, lamb and lick it, make sure everything was okay. And and then uh, the guide said to Brother now watch, Danny, watch. The shepherd picked up the lamb, held him close, and immediately began to talk to it. And the guide said, Danny, every day now for I don't know how long, at some time during the day, the shepherd will take time to hold that lamb. The lamb gets to know the scent of the shepherd, but more than that, he gets to recognize the shepherd's voice. My sheep follow me because they know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. Amen. So it is so vital and important that every time those doors are open, amen, and I know you have guest preachers, and thank God for that, but nobody takes the place of the shepherd's voice. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Turning your attention to the book of Matthew, chapter 10 and verse 1. Matthew, chapter 10 and verse 1. 
And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power. Everybody say that. He gave them power. Say it again. One more time. Against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And then uh, 2819. Well, we'll start with 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, A third of the power is given. Part of the power. All. Hallelujah. Is given unto us, me, in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat> I want to talk to you for a few minutes tonight on, on this subject, the power of attorney. The power of attorney. And you may be seated. I think the full real of the, uh, realization of what I am about to say in this service makes the difference between an ordinary and an extraordinary child of God. And the difference is expressed in these words. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. It should be accomplishment and not theory with the born-again child of God. I said it should be accomplishment. It should be action and not just theory with the born-again child of God. These signs shall follow them that believe, Mark 16, 17. The last time I checked, and I checked every day, it still is the book of Acts and not the book of plans. I said it's the book of Acts and not the book of plans. We need a plan. I don't doubt that. I don't speak against that. But there comes a point when the plan has to be put into action. And this fourth book of the New Testament is not called the book of plans it's called the book of Acts, the book of action. Amen. Now, it's legal to give someone authority to act for you in your absence. It's known as the power of attorney. And I believe this is in the life. It, 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 this force is in the life of the born-again child of God. It's why I'm apostolic. But the tragedy of tragedies is that this power of attorney is not being used by so many people. If you are a born-again child of God filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, I ask you, this power that he talks about, is it in your life? And if it is in your life, uh, are you using it? 
It's not dormant. It's active. It's working all the time. Praise God. Legally, it usually begins with words such as this. Know all men by these present that I do hereby authorize and empower John Doe in my place and in my name. This power of attorney is a very coveted and a very responsible position of trust. It's not just given to any, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry. Amen. It's very coveted. It's a very responsible position. The child of God is not a puppet under Calvary. A believer fulfills God's original intent. I said the born-again believer fulfills God's original intent. What was that intent? Genesis 1.26. Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Amen. Adam and Eve lost that dominion in the fall. They handed that dominion over to the devil. But I am so glad to tell you tonight, friends, uh, that in this day and age, hallelujah, through the power of the gift of the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, the fallen man, through the Spirit of God, regains the dominion. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil cower you. Don't let the enemy cower you. Amen. Realize uh, he that is in me is greater uh, than he that is in the world. Uh, I can do all things through Christ uh, who strengtheneth me. Praise God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. We have rec record of this power of attorney bestowed upon us. Jesus said, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall ye do. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. John 14, 12 through 14. My Lord and Savior, it's impossible for him to lie. Amen. And if he said he'd do it, he'll do it. Praise God. I said if he said he'd do it, he'll do it. But friend, you've got to take a step. Amen. Jesus out on the water looked at that boat, told him not to be afraid. It is I. Peter said, Lord, well, if it's you, bid me come to you walking on the water. Jesus said, come. Amen. Peter could have been, oh, no, that's okay, Lord. I believe it's you. Amen. Jesus said, come. And Peter had to get out of the boat. Hey, friends, it's time for Christians, uh, amen, not just to believe, uh, amen, but to get out of their boat of comfort, praise God, uh, amen, and start acting uh, and start doing uh, what a born-again child needs to do. Matthew 28, 19, and all the other scriptures where Jesus talked about giving them power, it was all contingent upon the day of Pentecost. When Jesus was about to ascend back into heaven, they were interested in political position. Jesus said, don't worry about that. Now, here's the most important thing. In the 40 days I've been with you, I've told you a lot of things. But here's the most important thing. 
go back to Jerusalem, go to that upper room, and tarry there until you're endued with power from on high. All of these things I've commanded you to do are contingent upon that. Without that power, you are going to accomplish nothing. Do I have to receive the Holy Ghost? Rich young ruler came thinking in his mind, what do I have to do? Lord, is there anything I have to do to inherit this eternal life? I remember we're on the other side of Calvary, still in the dispensation of the law. And Jesus, in essence, says, yeah, there's some things you've got to do. What do you read? What's the law tell you? What do those Ten Commandments tell you? Don't commit adultery. Don't murder. Don't steal. And he went on, honor father and mother. And man, this, this young ruler, man, he got a smile on his face. He thought, wow, hey, hey man, I'm, I'm all but in, amen, inside the gates. He looked and said, Lord, I have done all of these from my youth up. The things I have to do. Oh, what could have been accomplished, Brother Plale, if he had come and said, Lord, what can I do for your kingdom? Lord, how can I be involved in the kingdom of God? I want to get beyond the stuff I have to do. Amen. I want to be involved in seeing the kingdom of God advanced. I'm just adding to what Brother Trace said. Praise God. Now, in the last few months, I've done a lot of traveling across our country, and I've come to this conclusion. It's only my conclusion that there are thousands and thousands of people in our apostolic churches that have the idea what they do Monday through Friday from 8 to 4 or whatever is the most important part of their life. I'm here to tell you, friend, that's not the most important part of your life. Jesus Christ said, seek ye first, uh, not the kingdom of men. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all these other things will be added unto you. And so I've, there are thousands of people. They work a job, and that's good. They support the church, and that's good. They come in, and they sit in their pews or their chairs, service after service, uh, they worship and they praise. Uh, the goosebump machine gets going, you know. Uh, amen. But when was the last time you taught a Bible study? When was the last time you talked, knocked on somebody's door? When was the last time you prayed? God, this day, let me be sensitive to your leading and guiding. Uh, lead me to somebody today, Lord. Uh, amen. That I can share with them. So we find two elements of power attorney present in this passage. They are, number one, power to act. 
power to act. And second, the authority must be exercised in the name of the one who gave the power. Amen. Check with your legal advisor. Check with your, your lawyer. Amen. He'll tell you. And then you need to apply it to your own Christian experience because it will work. I said it'll work. I said it'll work. Last I checked, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth in it to say. When the enemy comes rushing in like a flood. Why, Pastor? The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus gave them power. Amen. To lay their hands on the sick. To see them recover. To see deaf ears unstopped. Blind eyes open. Devils cast out. He gave the power but they had to enact the power in the name of the one who gave it. Hallelujah. Friend, we have nothing in ourselves tonight. But oh, when we come, amen, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said in the name of Jesus, I am accomplishing what I'm going to accomplish in and through the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We are commanded to act in his name, in his place, until he returns. And when you do that, what do you call it? You call it evangelism and nothing else. Amen. I said you call it evangelism. Praise God. Jesus said, ye have not chosen me. But I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit shall remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. John 15, 16. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. It's simple, friend. There's nothing complicated about it. Uh, thank God for Bible schools and thank God for all of that. Uh, but friend, listen, uh, it's very, very simple. Just act in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I said just act in the name of Jesus. Uh, he said they'll draw you into their court system and they'll do all men. Don't worry about it. In that hour, I will give you what you need to say and what you need to do. Praise God. That's what the church is here for tonight. The interlocking ministries of Elijah and Elisha teach us this truth. It was about time for Elijah to go to heaven. He wasn't going to die. He was going to be translated. And apparently, the word was out. And Elijah turned to Elisha and said, I'm going to Gilgal. Now, you just stay here and kind of take care of things. And Elisha said, Sir, I'm sorry, but I, I'm not staying here. Wherever you go, I'm going. Okay. 
Well, you get to Gilgal, and uh, now I've got to go to Bethel. And why don't you stay here while I go? No. Amen. As the Lord lives and as you, I, I'm, not, I'm going with you. From Bethel, I've got to go to Jericho and in each place. Amen. And from Jericho, they went down to Jordan. And Elijah had a mantle. And he took that mantle, and the, apparently the sons of the prophets, amen, were standing afar off, you know, watching. And they watch Elijah as he takes that mantle and he just whoosh, cast it out in his hand over the Jordan, and the Jordan River parted. And they go over on dry ground. Now, Elijah's done everything he can to discourage his protege. Stay here, stay here, stay here. Finally, well, what do you want? Do you want something? I thought you'd never ask, Elijah. <laughs> and notice what he asks. He just doesn't ask what Elijah had, the power Elijah had. <laughs> He said, Elijah, I want a double portion. Anybody here tonight looking for a double portion? Thank God for Acts 2.38. Thank God for that initial experience. But, oh, friend, there's more, more, more to it. Hallelujah. If you will desire it, hallelujah. Elijah said, you're asking a hard thing. But if you see me when I go, it will be accomplished. And as they went on together, suddenly uh, here came the chariot uh, and the horsemen. Uh, and a whirlwind divided Elijah and Elisha and took Elijah to heaven. Uh, Elisha falls to the ground. Uh, and suddenly coming down through the sky uh, was that mantle. Hallelujah. He took that mantle and he tucked it away and he didn't use it for three years. No, friend, he took that mantle. He went back to Jordan. The sons of the prophet are looking. Where now is the God of Elijah? And he smites that mantle out there. And the Jordan parts. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And the sons of the prophet saw a difference. Amen. In the Elisha that had gone across. And the Elisha coming back. Surely the spirit of Elijah... Rest upon Elisha. Hey, I believe the Lord is looking, uh, amen, for those tonight uh, that are wanting a double portion. Praise God. Uh, in this wicked day and age, friend, uh, we need more than what grandpa and grandma had. Uh, we need a double portion. Hallelujah. God gave that power of attorney to Moses. So brilliantly displayed in the opening chapters of the book of Exodus. And after 40 years of absence, Moses comes walking into the presence of Pharaoh, demanding the children of Israel to let, let go from Egyptian bondage. Pharaoh didn't say, let me think about it, Moses. Come back in three. No. <laughs> Immediately, Pharaoh said, I want to see credentials, buddy. 
Amen. Moses was not a stranger to Egypt or to the royal court, but he was on devastating ground, and only divine authority could sustain and keep him. Pharaoh cuts right to the chase. Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. It was going to be a test of strength, a show of power. Praise God. And Moses, as power of attorney, acted in the name of God Almighty. Amen. When he spoke to him out of the bush, and Moses said, Hey, who am I going to tell him that sent me when I go back? And God said, You just tell him, I am that I am has sent you. Amen. And that rod, Moses, amen, and what you're going to do, do hallelujah it's going to be in and through the great I am hallelujah oh, boy I got to sing one chorus oh he's the great I am the everlasting father he's the prince of peace the great eternal wonder, holy counselor, Zion's righteous member. He's the great, he's the great I am. Woo! Hey, he was the great I am in Exodus. Say, he's the great I am in the New Testament church. He's the great I am in Palmer, Alaska, July 17, 2019. He is the great I am. And I can accomplish what Moses accomplished, uh, what Elisha accomplished uh, through the power and the might of Almighty God. Something like this, you better have more than a plan. Moses required what Elisha required at the Jordan. What Peter required at the day of Pentecost, he required authority. And friend, God has that authority, and in his name he gives it for us to use it. God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am as sent me unto you. Amen. And God said, Moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Amen. The court has to agree with you. Everything revolves around the essentiality in whose name you come and by the authority that you are acting in. Moses was not acting in his authority. He wasn't acting in Aaron's authority. It was all in this power of attorney. The record is dazzling beyond anything recorded in military history. He struck the waters of the Nile with his rod and they turned into blood. He held his rod over the river and frogs covered the land. He struck the dust, the, the, the dust with his rod and lice overran the country.
He proclaimed a plague on the cattle. He threw handfuls of dust into the air, ashes into the air before Pharaoh, and an infection of boils spread among the population. He held up his rod toward heaven. Hail fell. Once again, he holds up his rod. A plague of locusts covers the land. He lifts his hand skyward, and for three days there's pitch blackness. So dark people couldn't get out of bed. And finally, he announces the plague of death to come at midnight. It came to pass just as he said, because he was acting in the power, amen, of authority that was given to him, amen, through Almighty God. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So this perfectly legal arrangement of trust, commitment, friend, it's so potential that the receiver many times is numbed at the thought of using it. Moses found it hard to believe that he was authorized to exercise God's power. Amen. And don't ever forget the two meekest people in the world that we know of, Pastor. Who are they? Moses and Jesus. Amen. It didn't go to his head. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't know. The pastor can chew me out, but amen. The big banner didn't have Moses' name on it. Big banner didn't have some great evangelist's name on it. And I know advertising and all that, but oh, friends. Uh, it's nothing that we do, hallelujah, in ourselves. It is only in and through the power of attorney. Joshua knew this power. He exercised it. He had been told, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Hallelujah. Joshua didn't run around telling everybody about this authority he had received. Amen. He didn't tuck it away, never using it. In fact, Joshua used it as no other man ever used it as far as we know. Joshua, through the authority of Almighty God, looks at the sun and says, Stop your descent. Stay right where you're at so we have time to take care of the enemy. Hallelujah. And the sun stood still. Joshua is to Moses as Elisha is to Elijah. It's always will be greater works than these shall ye do. John 14, 12. So what am I encouraging here this evening? It's to put that authority to the test. And this is what pleases God. Elijah exercised it toward Jordan. Joshua exercised it toward the sun. 
Moses exercised it toward the Red Sea. The New Testament is very explicit. Matthew records the moment. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, uh, he gave them power. Luke report, records that he did the same for the 70. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also, sent them two by two before his face into every city and place, uh, whether he himself would come. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. He said unto them, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents. Hallelujah. To tread upon scorpions over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Don't let the enemy intimidate you. I said, don't let the enemy intimidate you. In closing, I must, I said, I must use this power or be held responsible for neglect. I don't know how many thousands and thousands or millions of people will die across the world because of cancer. But what do you think would happen to a man if a man stepped upon the scene and announced, I have unrefutable proof I have the cure for all cancer. You talk about a hero. But if that man would disclose, you know, I discovered this cure 20 years ago. Friend, he goes from hero to goat. Do you have the Holy Ghost tonight? Do you have... The Holy Ghost evidence by speaking in other tongues. One of our missionaries going to a new village preaching the gospel. And after the service, the head elder comes to him and grabs him with tears running down his cheeks and says, Where have you been? Where have you been? Where have you been? Brother Trace, there are people throughout Palmer, throughout the Matanuska Valley that have never heard the glorious truth. They have never seen it displayed in the life of a born-again believer. But oh, they'll be crying when they come. Where have you been? Where have you been? He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also greater. Could I be so bold and brazen to say, I am not believing if that is not happening. I'm only attending church. I'm only rendering lip service. 
so it boils down to this as we stand. Am I a professor? Professing? Or am I a possessor? I've got to possess it. Yes, I do. But Jesus said, after you possess it, ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come up on you. To what? To be witnesses. Yes, I know. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, one day it's going to quicken our mortal body. You're not going to get out of here without the Holy Ghost. Paul said, without his spirit, you're none of his. Amen. Praise God. And I'm glad for the experiences I've had in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. But I've got to be more than a possessor. I've got to be professing it. I've got to be giving it out. Why do we cringe in a corner while the forces of evil boastfully advance? Our power is exceedingly, abundantly, more than there has been. Too much to talk. It's time to act. Amen. Anybody want to be an actor tonight? Would you make your way to this altar for a few minutes? <clears throat> Signifying, Lord... Yes, I'm glad I've got the Holy Ghost. But oh, I want to be used of you, Lord. I want the power of attorney to be displayed in my heart and life. God, I want to be used of you in a greater way than I've ever been used before. Would you come right now? Hallelujah.